0: Hi, this is uh, Tony Silva and Charles Wiz. and this is episode fifteen. Two teachers talking. Charles and I get together and talk about all kinds of stuff, um, problems that we've got, good ideas, too much stuff to talk ideas, about, <laughs> and uh, other things that sometimes just don't um, get discussed out in the teachers' room. And uh, today we're talking about uh, the different ways that uh, we use uh, web technology, and uh, I'm pretty much focused on. The uh, package learning management systems versus my own kind of shoot from the hip shotgun approach.
1: Mm, yeah, there, there's basically it seems like the people I know fall into those two categories. Mm, kind of, yeah. Who use web technologies in teaching? Yeah, you're right. It's either they use like a learning management system, an LMS, like Moodle, and then other people who do like what do you, I think? What do you do? You do Facebook. Your web page, right?
0: I do Facebook a little bit, not much. Okay, but, but mainly... most most of my most of my um, web use is f- through my web page, um, but that hooks into all different kinds of things, and it, that spreads out from there. But there's a uh, yeah, I have like one basic web page, one portal that then like shoots up people, you know, students off into all different directions, like the podcast download. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so. Maybe it might be helpful for people to, for us to go through and talk a little bit about what we do, why we do it, and then for us to kind of actually argue why one system is better than another, as if like
0: you know we don't disagree. <clears throat> well, yeah, okay, well, but yeah, but so just maybe to start off with, because people kind of know the internet, but this this Moodle thing that you use, what the hell is that? Yeah, the Moodle thing. <laughs> what what, yeah, is, what a Moodle? is that? Well, who whoever picked that
1: name? <laughs> <laughs> What's a Moodle? It's like somebody, you know, had a pro I think they drank too much while they were eating noodles late at night or something. I'm I'm sure that there's a, a reason for it, but um Moodle is a open source, free learning management system. So what we mean by learning management system, it's a, a way for courses to be put up on the internet and it's scalable, and by that I mean that You know, an individual person can run a server out of their office like I do, or it can be done on a university-wide basis and our company-wide basis. And it's basically software that is installed that allows people to create courses and has different functions within those courses, ranging from posting notices, allowing students to download materials Allowing students to upload their assignments, it has a grading component. For example, it has a chat component or function, if you want to use the term function. It has a forum where students can post, you know, to the forum and respond to each other. And there's just a wide
0: variety of different things that are available. So that's what we kind of mean by Moodle. And- yeah. So on a more basic level, because people might not have even heard about it, before, was it was it comes in a box comes in a box. <laughs> it comes in a box. There's a surprise I mean, in every box. You order it from Amazon and it comes in a box, or is it something that I put on my computer? Is it something Okay, good out point. There? I mean, what, what, yeah, what, yeah. is it software? Is it hardware? Is it a, yeah, does it come in a yeah. box? I thought I said that. Didn't I say that it's software? Um, yeah, maybe, but can you, okay, is it let me maybe it's a program that's on my machine? Okay, it can be done in
1: a wide variety of ways. There's a lot of schools that have put Moodle up okay a lot of people will be familiar with blackboard
0: yes i think yeah.
1: right i mm-hmm. think a lot of people know about blackboard and blackboard's just a learning management system where you can put your course up and do all the things it's a piece of software that's run off a server moodle's exactly the same
0: way it's software that's run off a server that so it's server- kind of kind of what people might know as kind of like a maybe like a web application yeah, I would call it that. Yeah, I, it's yeah. kinda like web, so It's not necessarily an application that I have on my machine, but it's something that I access the, the actual It could be. Of it. Yeah, see it. Ah, that's the problem. Okay.
1: Right. It's good. It's good because it's an example where you're so close to something you forget about it. It can be run where you just log in from your computer onto the web and somebody is running the Moodle server for you. Is that clear?
0: Yeah, I think so. Actually, so that's clear to me. Right. But yeah, so okay. The Moodle like, thing is it has to have like a, it has to have a server somewhere. So either that server has to be at your university; they have to have this Moodle thing set up for you to use, or you can also set up, you know, through the more tech savvy, set up a server in your, in your home office, and run right? it from your from your home own or your
1: office. Or there are also web um, hosts, web hosting. Um, companies that offer okay There are also Mm -hmm. companies that you know uh, you know have moodle okay so you can do it that way so um the thing is i run a moodle server out of my office and i don't recommend it to to doing it because (laughs) i'm somewhat tech savvy but it was not a pleasant experience and it's anytime there's an upgrade i get really scared
0: (laughs) well i think that anyone who's attempted like to set up their own server will Understand sympathize that with you yes. yes yes, 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 so Moodle is just a way for you
1: to manage your courses and create a web presence, so to
0: speak, for your classes, so it in takes all way. kinds of it takes all kinds of other bits that you might be able to do a different way and kind of puts them all to localizes them all in one kind of package and program, so for what you said, for example, like you know whether it's just basically downloading information. Or whether it's um, you know tests or quizzes, whether it's um, kind of a, a Facebook-like kind of um, blogging thing, or uh, interacting with other students or with the teacher, and all those things, it kind of puts it all those kinds of services in one spot for you and your students. Oh.
1: Okay, everyone, Tony's basically said everything I have to say for the rest of the podcast, so I'm just <laughs> going to be quiet. Sorry. Thank you. No, thank you. That was exactly it. It's Right. It takes a whole lot of different pieces mm-hmm. that people might use mm-hmm. and puts it, using the web, and puts it into one package so everything's there. Mm. Right, exactly. Downloads, uploads, quizzes, tests, um, videos, um, Right. Sound files, whatever. Stream, right, exactly. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You're welcome. Okay, so that's what I use. And if um, people want to look at that, that's at um, moodle.org. M O O D L E dot O O R G.
1: I think they actually use Moodle for the website. So that interface is very similar to. Yeah, if you go to that uh,
0: that site, they do have a demo. Uh, A whole school kind of model program that you can look at, you can play with and uh, look at the courses that they have set up and what it might look like for a student. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And I think you once said that you took a look at it, right? I've looked at it a a number of times.
1: And every time
0: you have the same response, right? Yeah, I I close the window and walk away. (laughs) Grab a few. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Um, Ah. Yeah, for me... um, uh, and yeah, and and for me, um, the learning curve was just too intimidating. And the, the time investment that it would take to learn the system to do things that, and this is the key, that I've already kind of done with my half-assed shotgun approach the other way on my own, it, it, the payoff wasn't there for me. Everything mm. that was, almost everything that was there is like, well, I already do this. I already do this. I can do this. Um, yes, it's it's scattered all over the place and it's kind of piecemeal. But because you know, if I jumped on the bandwagon fairly early and hacked things out all on, on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, the the payoff wasn't there. I think for someone who hasn't done anything um, yet in terms of using uh, web technology with their classes and things, it, it's probably a, a less expensive investment so to speak i mean it is free but i'm Mm. doing times i time and effort that's a good point i think which is that
1: if someone has already set up their own website for example Mm. uh, as you have done and i think i did before i actually tried it and had my own um, url and everything it's and with current technology and if you've done it then there's probably no reason to go to something like Moodle or an LMS in itself but if you haven't done it it's probably the easiest route and in that sense maybe the learning curve might be
0: latter <laughs> I think shorter. Yeah, I think yeah, it'd be much less intimidating yeah because it's, doing, setting because everything it's, up it's a cookbook kind of thing and everything is there and you it's all kind of, a lot of things are kind of set up for you if you're right. going to create something from scratch a lot of drop-down menus for example if yeah, you choose if, a, but if you've right. created something else then it's like one, you've got to learn the the new system, and then you've got to somehow adapt what mm. you've created elsewhere to fit the new system. And that was the point which I always walked away. It's like mm. I can't do that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the the latest version also is a lot improved, but there's it's no question that there are some headaches, and it's it takes a
0: lot of time. But and I think I think the other the other really big factor, and um, in, in, in my experience, like. The Moodle people and the other people, kind of like uh, the way right. they say that, that line, <laughs> uh-huh. um, kind of is you know full time, part time. Hmm. Um, everybody that I know that uses Moodle is a full time teacher, and their university, and this is the key, has the server. Right. Has the Moodle server already set up? Um, if you're a part-time teacher, you may or may not have access to your, which are, again, your different universities, whether they have Moodle set up or not, whether you have access to it or not. And you certainly don't want to be doing this spread over two or three different Moodle servers. I mean, mm. I mean, that's a sure route to insanity. And mm. so, I think that maybe also is part of the reason why I do things my way. Is that, yeah, rather than you know, I teach at five different universities. Uh, adapting to each of their, um, brands or, um, flavors of Moodle and this, you know, five different passwords, etc. It's five different things to set up. Um, I take that all in one big Tony website and, um, have, uh, have it just do it myself. Right. But at the same point, in time that you you actually run your own
1: websites right
0: yeah but not my own server you, right, right
1: but you're the administrator for your website right. and that in itself also has uh, there's a lot to learn if you do that by yourself
0: mm, mm. yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh, so, oh yeah yes yeah so again you know starting again i so said i got on this fairly early i'm i'm talking about 15 17 years ago um, yes and if you were, and again so if you're starting from scratch i think the the moodle route has some advantages to it. Yeah.
1: Right. It's a good point. It's an interesting point. So I guess one of the things we can talk about is actually in a certain way, not only why do I use Moodle, I think we've covered that pretty you know, what are the advantages or disadvantages, let's say? So, for example,
0: do your students do blogs, for example, do you have your students do blogs? I've had I've got no students doing them at this moment, but I have had students do that in the past. And for that, um I've had them use, um, most recently Facebook. Um, and the reason that I made that decision with that decision is that they're already on Facebook. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no class time or instruction time wasted in teaching them a new system, getting them to, you know, create a new account, um, passwords. And, and you know, they, they can't, they come back the next week. They haven't, they had problems. They weren't able to do it. They're all on Facebook already. Um, <laughs> Oh, no, I just create a private group for that group of students. And then they, um, you know, they write their blogs. It's interactive. They can see, you know, they get each other's. I get notified of whatever, you know, all their activity and things. And it's it's done. It's boom. It's instant. You know, that's a really good point because that's a disadvantage of
1: something like Moodle where you have to get the projector, put it up on the... Right, the screen and show students how to use it. And getting them to register is can be difficult. I solved that problem though by having all the students take out their smartphones and uh-huh. in class, oh, in reg- class. Okay. register for it. In class, play with it. You know, follow me. And actually, it was funny to watch the students go. You want us to use our smart our phones in class? That's funny, isn't it? <laughs> they were totally shocked and surprised.
0: But that's a very good point. So, you use Facebook. Not for all your classes. Like no, 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 no. This was, um, I, again, I'm not using any, I'm using it this semester for any classes, but I have used it in the past. And what the, um, I no longer teach um, internet English classes, which I have done in the past. And there's a couple of blogs, specific blog sites that um, are designed for ESL students. EduBlog is one of them That right. that we talked about before.
1: Um, oh, what we mean we talked about before it means Tony and I by yes, ourselves, yes, not no, on the web, not, not on the podcast. Yeah, you didn't miss anything, right? Right <laughs> did i Did I miss a meeting? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, in Facebook and what I have d- used it for were um, just general English, general English conversation type classes, but kind of bleeding over into four skills type classes, where the students had a choice of some other project to do. It could have been of a could have been a written paper. Uh could have been an in-class presentation, uh, could be creating a web page, or they could participate in a one of these uh, Facebook group discussions, blogs kind of things. And so hmm. I used Facebook for those.
1: All right. And then you have your website, of course, where students are downloading and accessing things,
0: right? Yeah, and that shoots. And then the 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 website that I've got it's a it's a one kind of one landing. By the way, where's your website, Tony, so people can um, get a look? Difficult to difficult to remember. Tony Sensei, one word. Dot net. That's really rough, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> my working memory is <laughs> filled up students by more than don't seven have characters. Tony Sensei dot net. And by the way, uh, that to takes your you to students... the main page, and then I've got. Uh, uh, sections on there, pretty you know color coded laid out for um, different universities and also specific classes, okay. um, mostly divided by universities or by class type, you know, the speaking classes and the writing classes and the reading classes and the listening classes. Um, different sections, and then with links to pages or sections of another page that um, they can access. So like the, the most heavily used one, is um, basically a a page of links to PDFs that I've gleaned over the last seven years or so, gathered those all up together and accumulated them for students that complement the discussion topics that we do in class. And this is for more advanced classes, obviously. And let me interrupt
1: here for just a second because um, I think it might be helpful if we go into the reasons why we choose to do these. Okay, good. good. But that's a great point, which is that I have my students print out everything now, mm. so that I don't make co- I don't have to make copies yeah, for my students. Do the same. Do the same. And yeah. it's great because I always have. You never have. You either have too many copies or not enough, mm. right? And that's a advantage. Is that and students can always get the materials. Yes. So one of the major reasons for putting your class online is that the student can't come in and you, when you say, "Where's your homework?" I didn't do it because I was absent. Mm, right. I, I hate that excuse, <laughs> number one. <laughs> it makes me crazy. And this way, if a student misses a class, they just have to go to the website to see what we did and they can get access to the materials. And that's the ability for students, uh, oh, students, if they lose a paper, yeah. which of course <clears throat> is just going to happen, they can go ahead and get another paper yeah. Yeah. without a problem. So that's one reason, right, is that so students can easily get, like, PDFs or they can download files or the course syllabus or the the, the work you did or you the papers, the handouts you used in class. Right. Okay, what's the other reason that you would use this?
0: Um, well, the other, in addition to the, the documents and things that I create for the students, especially for, uh, for example, reading and listening classes, are just links to other resources. Um, you know, like listening classes, things like the BBC, CNN, ABC, where they have lots of video, they have a lot of listening, um, reading classes, Project Gutenberg, um, a lot of, for lower level students, a lot of specific ESL reading type sites, uh, where kids can get, you know, reading material, um, for practice and things. So, um, not only the material that I create myself, but also just links to other resources that are really useful for students. Moodle-like having that all in one place so kids can get it.
1: Yeah, and that's I agree with you. I do that also. Is at my in each class actually, Mm. um, I have I'll announce a link, and then I can put the link, you know, and students can use those links, and they can always find them even if they instead of writing it on the board, right? So, for example, um,
0: I I know that um, Purdue University has their online writing lab, Mm. you know, Owl. And by the way, just a, yes, it's a very excellent resource. But it's excellent, created by a person named Tony Silva. Yes, the who, other who is not the, me. Other, the other, t- <laughs> the other, the, the other, the good Tony Silva. <laughs> in an
1: alternative universe, in a galaxy far away, a similar <laughs> the alternate person. Universe Tony in, in the alternative. Yeah.
0: yeah, Tony Silva. Actually,
1: he's a writer, a writing instructor. Yes, I think. yes He's Done research yes, on he's, writing. He's, I remember he's
0: that. the key behind that Purdue all. That's science. interesting yeah. because I remember um, I was. Doing an
1: internet search and your name came up and I was like, wow, I didn't know Tony was, uh, had published this stuff. Yeah, I'm wondering how many of the jobs that I have I got because they thought I was him. That's a really good point because I nobody's giving me an extra job because, oh, you're Charles Whiz, that guy. It's like there's only one of me, I think. Um, thank god for the universe for that too it <laughs> would be terrible but well somebody uh, else is thinking that they're not named charles <laughs> what is that <laughs> oh, oh, oh. touche one up <laughs> and the battle continues next week with the rematch smackdown okay <laughs> so one of the um is the links i think is a great advantage for students mm. and that you can choose the links and i like the fact the The great thing is, is that I can put a link up with a little description.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, exactly.
1: And I don't. And the the big advantage, everyone who's listening, if you don't do this, and if you don't use a website, and if you're recommending websites to students, you know what happens when a student, you know, comes back and says, "I couldn't access the website," and it's because they made a mistake typing. There's a, and also there's a complete difference between having to enter a URL and clicking on one, I Absolutely. think, in terms of whether a student will even go to the site.
0: And that's, that's, that's a so important and just a general principle, right, in terms of whether you're giving instructions orally, whether you're writing it on the board, whether you're giving it in a handout or just to put in this link. Um, just in a you know, general teaching principle, just make sure that the information gets, gets delivered to, you you know, c- to the recipient, c- that they get the address. Or they get the, the you know the right URL, or they get the right spelling of the name, or the right word, or all the words in the sentence. Um, you know, the delivery of that information is something that we just kind of too often just assume is happening, and so often it gets lost in Good transmission.
1: Point. Good point. And just in the same way that correlation is not proof of causation, right? Mm. That accurate delivery of information does not mean it gets used. That's right. Or registered, and. Having stuff on the website where a student can come back to it and review it slowly and reinforce, and that if you said, okay, homework is page 18 to 24 in the textbook, the students, and, you know, maybe they're not getting it. Because, again, even after all these years, I'm always surprised to find out how many students don't understand me. Yeah. Yeah. You know that feeling of just like, I don't know why. That's a whole other podcast (laughs) why do I have a flat learning curve (laughs) about teaching? So that's, I think, making sure that the student who might be having trouble and is too shy to ask you questions and admit that they're not understanding you, the student can go to the webpage and they can slowly go over it. And again, that gives the student the opportunity to work with the material at their own pace. Hmm. And I'm going to segue now into the next advantage. I think of why using something like Moodle or another online. Oh, good. Because that was—I was just going
0: to ask you if this—if that made that that easier. Um, what do you mean? We were just talking about like getting the information oh. and having like putting information in there. So, is does the Moodle help you? I think we're exactly okay. with, I think as where a, you're going—is this yeah. going to make it easier
1: as a teacher? Um, I, the great thing about having Moodle is when. You know, I have the student who emails me and says, um, you know, this kind of student who emails you and they don't say their name or their student number or what <laughs> class. And you get an email that says, what is the homework? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. You know this one, right? It's very, very cute. It's very nice. It's like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sick. And I wasn't in class. I'm like, What's the homework? I was like. Good question. <laughs> yeah, not... I always –
1: right. I always send back an email that says, who are you? What's your student number? What class are you in? And by the way, where is your Ah, so, uh, The other thing, by the way, changing subject again before I go back to the other change of subject, uh-huh. if anybody's following this, is I put on the Moodle website is um, a link for a downloadable file that says how to write your professors an email. That's a nice little thing. Yes, yes, because – Don't again a big mistake. I assume students know how to write an email, and they don't realize that you know teachers might have eight classes with two hundred fifty students. So, I always I
0: think I'm going to add to my first day spiel here.
1: Actually, um, I have the four things. One says um, how to register for the website, and that's a movie I can put on. That, and the students can hear me talking and follow the movie. How to write an email to your professor? How to format your papers? Any any assignment you turn in, and how to upload and download files. Hmm. But I think that the ability to be able to, as I said, you get the email from the student, and it always used to be, "Who are you? What class are you talking?" You know, I don't know, right? And now all I just have to do is send back an email that says, check the website. Mm-hmm. And I tell students this. I said, don't email me for what's the homework. Everything's there. I said, and the other advantage, by the way, as a teacher, so I don't know, you don't have forums on your website, do you, where students can communicate to each other?
0: Um, No, but that was, that was part of the uh, the Facebook groups. Um, they look okay. like very much like forums, so I don't do that as a matter of course with okay. most of my classes.
1: So, for example you can set up forum where students can, which is, I guess, what we used to call a, B, a bulletin board, right? Mm-hmm. And Maybe, yes. you can set those up in Moodle for each week of your class. And I always tell my students, hey, if you have a question about the homework, first post to the forum hmm. so that you can help each other. Hmm. And so, again, one of the event it's a lot of work to learn Moodle. It was an incredible, you know, learning curve. It takes a lot of time to set up your classes.
0: I was going to uh, – that's the other question I had. I don't mean to, to, to side rail sure. you, but – Now, please side um, rail me. I, I think I, I'm I, side I railing know, myself. I, I know the – I know how I, – I have an idea how hard it is for the teacher. But how about from the student then? How difficult it is for them to um, get get an account, get registered, and, and figure out where your stuff is? Um, now that I have them sh- using or
1: sharing their friend's smartphone in class, mm-hmm. it goes really quickly. Mm. I
0: basically need one class to train them now. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. And pretty much everybody's on board after one class. Because yeah, the, the, the time investment is always well, a this, question. Right? Yes. Before, yeah. until I had students using smartphones, and you know, smartphones are really
1: popular now. In fact, I think seventy percent of the students have them. Seventy-five percent, mm-hmm. it feels like. Mm-hmm. And now having them take them out on the first day of class and go to this website here's how you do it. And then, but of course you spend the whole class because the students can't get the uh, um, password correct because it has certain requirements for the password. I mean, there's a lot of trouble with it, but I find that overall, the time it takes, the loss of basically, uh, you know, 60 minutes on the first day Mm -hmm. is kind of high. And then there's, a lot of tutoring, individual tutoring at the next class to walk students through. Mm-hmm. But overall, after that, it's pretty smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the smartphones really make a difference. And, of course, in another year, there won't be every, every – we won't even say smartphone in another year. It'll, yeah, I yeah, it'll just be a phone. It'll and, just and, be and a phone. And
0: students' own ability is, is changing, too. I mean, we talked about the Internet English classes that I used to teach. And um, you can make – now you can make all kinds of different assumptions about, you know, students – uh, ability to handle technology that you couldn't make, you know, just two years ago or three years right. ago. Well, this is another topic in and of itself, but interestingly enough, the students are competent
1: on their smartphones, but not on a computer.
0: Mm, very. I, I agree with you completely.
1: You know, they really know how to use their smartphones. <laughs> yes. So, um, I, I, and Moodle, I think, actually works reasonably well on a smartphone. I mean, it's a little small, but it works pretty well. And with the increase with tablets, I think also we're going to see now that um, the seven-inch tablet size is becoming more mm-hmm. popular, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I hope have... I start seeing more of those in class. Yeah, that would make life a lot easier yeah. because the phones are too small, yeah. and no, so few students in Japan bring a laptop to class, mm. which I guess is would be unheard
0: of in the States, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People who People are would say, "Where's your laptop?" Japan, listen to that again. <laughs> <laughs> none of our students, not not none. It's unusual to have more than one. in Per class. And how big of a class? And we're not talking of, of a like
1: class 40, of five students, 40. <laughs> right? Yeah, I have a class of a, an engineering class where I teach um, where I general English to them. And out of 28 students or 23, 25, one student regularly brings a laptop. Yeah,
0: so I, remember, I, remember Japan- clearly, I remember clearly the first time that a student brought a laptop to class uh, it was at <clears throat> that university that I used to work at. Um, and it was... Uh, oh, that was, one, right? That <laughs> one, that one. And, <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, the they were engineering majors and uh, they were working on presentations. And uh, one of the students was using his laptop to make the outline for his group presentation. And I took a picture of it. Uh, it was uh, 19... Uh, no, no, it was 2000, before 2004, but after 2000, it might have been 2001, 2002. Or the first time, the first time that a student, that I saw a student use a laptop in class. Wow. Yeah, I can't remember the first
1: time, but I know that it's unusual for me.
0: And it's still very rare.
1: Yeah. Although I do see more and more laptops at the university. Mm-hmm. But I'm always shocked when my students, by the way, bring a laptop and it sees one of these huge things and it says, why did you? <laughs> and I think part of the reason, Tony, this is an interesting question. And again, another we're sidetracking a lot today, mm. maybe because our topic is not that interesting. <laughs> so, but I think... When a lot of Japanese people buy laptops, they buy them because they don't take up a lot of space in their apartment mm-hmm. and that they can close them and put them away. They don't buy a laptop like we do, and I'm thinking you or me or the other people we know, where portability is really important,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? That, that's why I think I've definitely moved to MacBook the MacBook Air because I want something lightweight that I can take with me anywhere yeah it's all
0: it's always been a watershed because of the space issue in Japan yes yeah, so, part of the reason why as you said, students are really good with their phones and shocker sit down folks, a lot of our kids a lot a lot don't have computers,
1: I think ten percent of the students or five percent of my students don't have computers I home. think it's higher than that. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I always ask I'm my shocked. students. Well, because I use Moodle and it's part of the class, I have to raise, you know, I say to students, how many of you have computers at home? Also, because I asked, I think we've talked about this software. I ask students to download certain software to use for their homework. And that's mm-hmm. CMAP. We talked about this, I think, in one mm-hmm, podcast. Mm-hmm. Simple idea mapping, mind mapping software. And it's usually only one student or two students, who, you know, come up to me and say, I don't have a computer at home. And my, my automatic response is always,
0: well, you know, you really kind of should. But it's amazing that a student could get by without yeah, a computer. Yeah, but the fact but that they're, that one or two come to you and say it and tells me that there's another 10 that well, no, 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 I'm, I'm not you, talking to you no, about I'm, it. No, I'm asking them. I no, I make them raise
1: yeah. their hands on the first day. I say, how many people have a computer at home? And I count. Oh, okay. And I say, if you don't have a computer at home... You have to tell me, and I make a, a, a mental note of which students raise their hand, and I go up and talk to them, while students are registering for the class and say, "Look, you need to always inform me that you you
0: can't you can't access a certain piece of software sure. or something." Okay, anyway, so you know, it, that by itself, though, I mean that any student in 2012 doesn't have a computer it, at it, home. It, it's incomprehensible, right? For us, that's anyway. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Just to say, it. to say it.
1: I understand that. I, I Actually, when the students look at me, I say, you know, I, I think you really should think about um, getting a computer. And by the way, little plug for Linux and open source. And the student says, my family can't afford a computer. And that's this is where you turn to somebody and say, listen, you go like to... Um, Akihabara, or you go to a used computer place like, um, what's, what is it? Not SoftMap, right? Sells used computers. SoftMap
0: still sells Something. used computers, yeah. Yeah.
1: And you go, you pick up a two, three year old computer for Niemann N. You load Linux on it, and even on, um, and it's, Linux now is incredibly easy. There's some really easy versions, and it's just like using Mac or Windows. And I say, you've got a fast running computer on, you know, for Niemann N because all the software is free. Mm-hmm. So, For those of you who are interested in making sure that the digital divide breaks down, not because of finances, Mm -hmm. there's a really good argument for supporting open source software for that reason. But that's another discussion. So that's the problem on the first day, right, when I'm using Moodle, maybe some students don't have a computer at home. But at least, you know, they can get their homework. And so they can also, if they don't get the homework, going back to what we were talking about, is the students can post on a forum. And ask for help and say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not sure about this. I have a question here or there.
0: So for, for any of your classes, you do a week-by-week week posting of whatever handouts yes. you would do and homework assignment, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And mm-hmm. sometimes and I'll, the class is posted before. Mm-hmm.
1: And other times um, I'll actually go back in and I'll change it to, okay, today we did this and this and this. I go to past tense Mm -hmm. where it's a little review for students in case anybody missed. Mm -hmm. And then there's the drop-down menus and you can add little things. So, you know, this is a, you know, here's the downloadable file. Here's the place to upload a file. um, Here's the forum for any questions or posting. And this is, again, another argument for something like Moodle or any other system, whatever it is, or website that allows for forums. Is, um, it's amazing that you what you'll see from students, you'll see some really interesting production, and it gives shy students a chance to interact with other students. Because there are students who don't want to talk who are naturally shy. And there's been some interesting studies that show that if you have forum postings the careful student or the student who wants to take their time or actually review what they say or they're shy in a social situation has an opportunity to communicate and i like having an alternative venue for my students or alternative
0: route or channel for those students to use their english i will i will second that in the experience that have i had that i've had using um, the forums with uh, on facebook um it uh, does give you a whole nother angle, a whole nother insight into um, the your students, and not which ones are again who maybe just be shy in class. Uh, this gives them another another look, another you get to see another facet of their personality. Um, not only the, the the shy students gives them a, 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 an outlet, you know, an, an semi anonymous or faceless um, outlet and things, but you it's interesting also to see. How the students interact with each other, uh, leadership qualities come out, other students and, and growth and as you said self correction and um, I mean of their own writing and also of other people's writings and the interaction of them and watching that progress over the year um, is is uh, something that you yeah you, you don't you completely miss if you're just using just classroom input. Because you're on the stage and you're you're doing things and you can't pick up on everything. But having that um, extra little view into um, that student interaction is um, can be very, very revealing.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's so true. And sometimes I'll look at a post and it's incredible. And I think the student has been quiet in the class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really an interesting post that shows real good control of language a creative use of language, let's say, and it's like, huh. And I've actually asked some students who are shy, who didn't talk in class, and I said, wow, you really made a nice post. I said, do you prefer posting? And they said, yes, that's easier for me. So I think it does really help in that sense that um, if you're interested in looking at learner differences and
0: Different styles. Although I don't, I'm not sure about learning styles yet. Yeah, so that's uh, another topic. But yeah, I'd, I'd yeah, like to yeah. get into that one someday because I know for myself that I, if I had had this kind of um, capability, I mean, this, with um, these you know journals and and uh, blogs and things, when I was learning Japanese, I know that my Japanese would be much better than it is. Yeah, because I'm one of those. Ah, one of those <laughs> people.
1: <laughs> so I think that's a great thing. And the flip side is. For people who are more research-oriented, mm-hmm. you, you automatically have a treasure trove of, oh, yeah. of, of data there. Oh, yeah, raw. Written yeah, posts. Raw and right, Raw story. data right there. And one of the advantages in Moodle is you can also set it to um, to email you a copy of the post.
0: Mm-hmm. So you can set on Facebook, too, actually.
1: It's really nice because then what you're doing is you create a folder. And all those posts go into a folder that you can then look at.
0: Yeah, and then if you're the the real geek, can then uh, set up like a little Apple script to like rip the contact contact, content from the email into a one big text file, and then just submit it and have that be analyzed any way you want, all the way to right.
1: And it doesn't even if you're running Windows, it's just another script too. Yeah. And for those of you using Unix, I guess you don't need us to tell you anything (laughs) if you're using (laughs) Unix. So I think that, you know, again, it doesn't matter that it's Moodle, but the overall, you know, advantages of the web, using some kind of web service is good. Oh, here's another advantage of Moodle: is that you can use the grading function. I'm cu- I'm curious about that. Yeah, I'm still working on learning that. Um, uh, so, and... so it's
0: that hard. Okay, question. No, no, no.
1: It's not. Again, it's not a matter that it's that hard. It just there's some time involved, and I can kind of get it. I've gotten it, so it can do the grades. But the nice advantage of that is that students can access their grades, and if they submit work online, I can grade the work online, and, and that they can then see their score before they come to class, and only they see their scores. So um, I actually had it to a point where I was, I think last year, I was running it through one or two classes kind of piloting this and using Moodle for grading. And then I was able to download all that into a spreadsheet and do all, you know, instead of entering the spreadsheet directly
0: Mm
1: -hmm. on my grade. So that was kind of interesting. So, But students have access to their... um, their grades, which is you know good for transparency nice. I like that I like that because um I used to um give students like their midterm grades
0: mm-hmm.
1: and say, "Hey, you need to work more or something else so those are that's another advantage I think of using Moodle that I really really oh, like
0: that's, that that sound, that sounds like a real one it's, um but at the same time, that kind of sounds. Teacher intensive. It sounds like a lot of time.
1: No different than grading a paper and then entering it on a spreadsheet. Okay. So it's, it's, now, so it's okay. That, okay. Uh, that easy. Okay. Okay. Here's an example where it saves me an incredible amount of time. So Moodle, like anything, allows me to download stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it allows student, or it allows students to download stuff. Mm-hmm. For my writing classes now, I give, I give them feedback in an audio file that they download. Mm-hmm. In other words, I read I go through the paper and I talk to them about their paper, and I give them their feedback on their paper. They get the paper back with you know its marks, but then they can also download my feedback, and it's like I'm talking to them. so does, it's all, does,
0: but in the Moodle thing is that the Moodle has that uh, audio input uh, built in, you know there's probably some kind of plug-in
1: for that. I use um, audacity, okay, open source, and I think it can use audio hijack. On a Mac, you could use QuickTime, right? Mm-hmm. And it just makes an MP3 file, right? And um, they download that file. And so
0: you got you got to make the file and then put it on Moodle. And so then right, right. right. That's a little so bit of was, time. Yeah, the workflow. I was I was curious about. Yes, but right, it'd be I'm nice sure. if they had, like, for example, I'm envisioning, um, and Moodle developers, you're listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you open up the student paper in Moodle. Um, at the top is a little icon of a microphone, and you annotate the fo- the, that file with the, the input and you close the file and you're done. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm sure that... Can somebody make that, please? Maybe somebody has. I should look into it. Oh, I mean, um, that that, that uh, would
1: be sweet, right? And that's a really good point too, Tony, right? Is that it takes a while to figure things out and a lot of it really is workflow. Mm-hmm. And really just figuring out the best way to work. Yeah. But the advantage um, of these audio files mm. for corrective feedback, you know, for feedback on papers, is that my students are really motivated to listen to me. Mm. And so the feedback mm. on the paper also becomes like listening practice for them, and mm. kind a of listening lesson. And, and you can also add – you can type in comments and things also if you want. So that's so no, I think, good. The,
0: I think the listening thing is, is, is extremely valuable.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a very, good, very well, nice. Well, one of the universities I work in uses Turnitin. I don't know it. Oh, Turnitin is a plagiarism checker, so all oh. the students <laughs> have to submit their – and it's kind of like, well, you guys are making some assumptions about students, but I guess you have to use it now. A lot of universities do. And I noticed that this year they added an audio com- comment function. And that person can, like, record three minutes or so of audio comments to students like, go, ah, I should have jumped on that idea before. Because I'm the only person I know who has been – and I've been doing audio comments for, like, three years. Uh-huh. And but I get really good feedback from students. Although, in one class, a student on the evaluation really complained and said, you know – Um, This was a writing class, but by using, uh, by giving Uh, us audio files, you've turned it into a listening class. uh, uh, And, you know, I'm kind of like, yeah, but, (laughs) Mm. right? What's the difference between that and me doing a a student conference?
0: Right, right. A one-on-one conversation.
1: Right. right. So that's another thing um, to do. And, you know, the other advantage also to people who have not done this yet, and I tend to like to improvise a lot with my classes. I always tell my students that the syllabus is tentative and it's a scaffold. Um, By putting my course online, it's really, really different than just making a syllabus. Uh It forces me to really organize the class Uh and it really helps me think it through a lot better because I actually have to think now, um, what's the order of what students should be doing. Okay, download this first and then post to the forum, then submit your work,
0: right? Or... Oh, I, you... I, I agree with you completely. Yeah, When you are, f- f- well, I'll use the word forced to put this on online and put it out there, um, before you do that, you give it a lot more thought than you would if you were just putting it on a, on, a, on a piece of paper six months ago and stuffed in a drawer. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, but... I think, yeah, exactly. That we talk about, like you know, student learning and student discipline and stuff. But um, for the teacher, the the forced discipline of um, having to, just as you said, think out and um, put all those specifics in place, um, probably improves your teaching. I think so, and also
1: you can update it and adapt it. And once you do it after the first. Year, which is really a lot of work, naturally, it gets better. And then it's a lot easier. And, you know, Moodle allows me now to import from a previous course and it resets the dates automatically so mm. that everything's in line and that's nice. And, you know, people, um again, I find that it just, there's some real, it'll, it forces me to do a lot more fine-tuning than I would usually do. Mm. Because my syllabus, you know, says what we're going to do. And I know what I want to do in the class. And I have, you know, the handouts or the materials ready, but it really forces me to say, ah, what should students look at first a little bit more carefully than I usually would? Because I realize I can't put, right? You can't add the comments when you realize something should have come first. Hmm. What is that? What is that called? Teacher correction? (laughs) Mid-course correction, right? When you realize, ah, by the way, please look at the this handout before you look at this handout even though i gave you this handout first right mhm
0: mm-hmm. oh all but, a time oh, machine yeah yes yeah
1: by the way that's an example of something that would never get talked about in in the in the classroom yeah, nobody's well, going to admit that hey you know i i i <laughs> i have this tendency of passing out the wrong material first <laughs> right but and that's for me that's really good hmm, because yeah, again yeah. i do I, I'm kind of I'm riffing a lot in the classroom. For oh. me, it's an improvisational. I know really? some people. Yeah, we, we,
0: no, nobody else does that.
1: Mm. <laughs> Actually, I know a bunch of people who really map out their classes and their lesson plans. Mm. They're amazing. Oh, kudos so f- to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. Exactly. They refuse. They either, refuse to right? riff. I know some people who do that and will adapt. And I know some people who will not veer away from the lesson plan but that's a oh, whole different story that's another but one. for somebody yes. like myself who does a lot of um, adaptation and improv improvising because I see the class going a certain sure. way and that oh, seems like yeah, right yeah, the right yeah, thing yeah, yeah. this at least allows me to then say okay go back to the website get the material if this is where we went and I can I can then post you know something and say okay this is what we did in class instead of the other thing yeah so for me, I mean, it's a lot more
0: work. There's no question about it. It's it yes, yes, me- the thing. Yeah, it, it, you, know, you think about Only in the these beginning. systems like being time savers or work savers. No, wrong, wrong stop. No,
1: no, no, Tony, I disagree. I think mm-hmm. it's like learning a spreadsheet. Remember learning how to use a spreadsheet?
0: No. Yeah, it's so long ago, right? <laughs> but and yeah, long ago and a long process, right? It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, right? And I remember learning how to use
1: functions because we talked about this, right? Yep. Your you, all your grades, of course, are done in a spreadsheet. And it took a long time the first year to start using a
0: spreadsheet. Or two or three, yeah. Yeah, I think, right? Because you, you do it the first year, then you realize what you should have done mm, and right? you didn't. <laughs> but now... Now, on the last day of class,
1: after you know I've graded my tests or done my final marking, mm. all I have to do is hit enter and my grades are done. Yeah, But it requires you to enter grades on a regular basis. Yeah. It requires you to set things up. So, again, in the same way that a spreadsheet will actually force you to think through your grading process much more carefully. Hmm. I think than doing it by hand, hmm. right? Twenty five percent participation, right? Thirty five percent classwork, et cetera. Forty percent midterm final. It actually makes you sit down and think through because you're, well, of course, because you have yeah, to by,
0: by by actually by a definition that what you're actually doing is you are taking what you do, kind of by you know ha- have been doing by the seat of your pants this kind of thing what you do and you are reducing it to you know concrete. Steps exactly, and pieces and stuff, and it it can't help but Im- help you reevaluate, reassess, and um hope, yeah, and hopefully Im- improve what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point.
1: It really it helped Yeah, it may be the best thing for me about using Moodle is it forces me to be much more concrete mm-hmm. and really think how do I want to yeah, enter this. Reminding
0: you, this is okay. This is what I'm doing. It's like, well, you to, well, why? Is this, exactly is, is, this, is this worth doing is this okay I'm, I'm devoting a class to this it's like well is that what i want to do or is well, that worth it or is it there's a better way to do something or should i maybe i should doing this instead um yeah that in, in constructing these things you do a whole lot of like self-reflection and yes reevaluation. right uh that yeah i i think is very valuable right even i have to spend five minutes typing this in is
1: this really worth my time mm-hmm. is it that valuable for the student and then right. you realize wait a second this is not a good activity. Yeah. If yeah. it's, right, it's not worth my five minutes. Whereas I think that there's a tendency just to, if you're doing it by hand somehow, or you say, I'm going to work on this, that you might do it. So there's a good, if you haven't used either the web in this way or used like a learning, an LMS, learning manage, software, management software, learn, learner ma- management software. Easy for you to say. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. And it's, it's the morning and I haven't even had a drink. <laughs> need a um, second cup of coffee. Not a good sign. Yeah. I better go for the third cup of coffee that there's just a lot of advantages for solidifying your teaching, self-reflecting, really making yourself look at it. And it's really true. Um, seeing all your, basically my lesson plans are online. Yeah. And seeing all my lesson plans online over a semester is very different than looking at my lesson plans as sheets of paper in mm-hmm. front of
0: me. D- discrete little pieces, yeah.
1: And seeing how the parts are there, hand in this, upload this, download that, go to this website. Yeah,
0: yeah. So for me,
1: I think the learning curve has been worth it, but it was painful and it takes a lot of time. Well, I'm
0: looking back, you know, listening to, you know, thinking about what, we, what we've talked about, what strikes me is um, through two diff- very different approaches, like you've used the – you know the, the the package, the Moodle package, to do certain things. I completely independently on my own over over the years kind of developed those things, but the results. I mean, actually, what we're using them for are surprisingly similar. Yes, uh, amazingly. I mean, it's well, it's it's, it's kind of spooky. Well, not really.
1: I think by definition, everybody's trying to accomplish and achieve the same thing as an educator. Yeah, but right. Yeah, but what I think what we're both saying is that if somewhat, if people have not yet kind of begun to use some kind of web interface or web based technology for doing the classes that that big advantage i think what we're both really saying right is that seeing it up there mm. really helps
0: to improve the quality of the class by yeah, itself yes, and sure, improve yeah, the sure. quality of for the teaching. teacher what you're doing is you're basically taking everything that you do and, you know, you're, you're, cleaning house. You're, you're going through and yes. you say, okay, read and reevaluate every little piece and say, okay, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing And And, you know, you know, honestly, as teachers, we don't have many opportunities to do that. We don't have the time. We don't have the opportunity. We don't have the will, <laughs> um, or the motivation <laughs> to, to do that much work. And this really, it's to Sunday that. morning. And I, 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 I'd be rather backwards. be doing something, something else. Something else. Yes. Good point and um yeah so i mean so that i mean that is in, in the big picture a really benefit big benefit but you know, just to kind of recap the things that we use is like for example um student handouts instead of student handouts you got you've got the material for them to download online whenever they need it um you've got um extra information for them to do for example how to write what you talked about the documents that you created um, how to write an email, for example, and how to format your their submissions and so forth right. and so on. Um, I've got supplementary research materials, articles for them to download whenever they need to. Um, we have um, links to other resources. We talked about listening sites or reading sites, um, or even grammar activity type sites. Yes, you know, links to other places with with descriptions so that they know what they're getting into. The link being there lets them access that without any chance of mistakes oh I couldn't get into the site etc you know et cetera et cetera, et cetera. Um, the other thing that um is that i've got that I haven't talked about is I've got one of my um intercultural classes I've got the whole textbook online uh in each chapter is there's a there's the text of the chapter and I've also got audio files for them uh to download and listen to for um listening classes that I've got I put up uh I'd record and put up, um, you know, audio files for them to listen to and practice to same for pronunciation right. classes. Um, so all those kinds of things, I mean, you re- the, it really kind of needs the, the teacher's imagination and, um, th- deep thought about how they teach, what they teach, how to get the what information to get to the students, how best to present it to the students. Mm-hmm. Um, the magic isn't in the in the uh, in the digits you know in the bits it's uh it's in it's in the teacher hmm. and trying to f- you know we're trying
1: to, i'm still trying to learn how best to use this technology hmm. and to see because again as i said you know i'm not committed to technology and I, that i have to have a tech augmented classroom but there are ways that it's changing the way um teaching i can teach um, it's more supportive of that, the trendy term, the flipped classroom, right? Right. But the other, by the way, a couple of things I actually want to point out before we wrap things up in a few minutes, or hopefully a few minutes, <laughs> is that one thing I, you can do in Moodle is you can set the class for being private so that only people with a password or enrollment key for that class can get in. Very important. I forgot to mention that. And that so... Same thing like, I think, Facebook groups, right?
0: Yes, the Facebook groups, yeah, are always, they can be public, they can be private. The, right. Yeah, of course. The and you can set, set your classes to be Absolutely. public
1: or private, so that's a real advantage, and that, that really is important that you, know, you can set it for that kind of privacy. There was something else I was going to say but I think it well I just think maybe you emphasize
0: also with the when you talked about your the teacher comments and the grades and things that those also are private for the yes, students. yes yes and it's afterwards.
1: secure the system's secure also so I don't have to worry about that um, but as I've said that that's you know it's private but I don't really use the grading function so much anymore I really don't do that mm. as I have I go back and forth I think so so far this year I haven't done it Right, I haven't put any grades into that. But Test, yeah. Do you
0: use it for for administering tests? I mean, do you have students do tests? And then they, they, you it. could
1: put yeah, I have some quizzes put online, so that but you don't use do it a lot. That. It's a lot. It's, that's an example where it's
0: an incredible amount of work. Because yeah, okay. that's, you because know, that's think the one about, thing that would be really appealing for me. But, yeah, it looks like a lot but, of work.
1: But there are pre-made quizzes and tests now. And actually, I was talking to one of the publisher's representatives, came to the school. And I mentioned that I use Moodle. He said, oh, I'll send you some zip files ah, so that you can, that, ec- that right? would be the, key. yeah, 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 exactly.
0: That would be the incentive. So, you know, I haven't played with it. But book in the textbook, exactly. That. Yeah, that
1: would be yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, the textbook and all the audio files and everything are included. And you just – and I, I have to try it out, but I think it automatically sets itself up in your um, in Moodle
0: for you. Well, there you go for the, the near-field future of education. I mean, that's – talk talking about, like, near future. That's what we're looking at, like, five years, right? I mean, that's
1: – No more CDs. Yeah. St- students don't have to have the CDs. But also another advantage of Moodle is I can – I can watch um how often students log on mm-hmm. right. I can see when they've accessed the website. Mm-hmm. And that's very helpful how many times files have been downloaded. Um, that's helpful. It's really helpful. and also um it has a really nice function that once students are enrolled in the course, you can email all your students with like one click.
0: That's nice to be able to do it. I don't have to create, automatically yeah you like don't have to create
1: a, list. a student yeah, yeah, list yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, And it and it automatically takes care of the you know, only sending the email to each student. There's no yep. worry about BCCs anymore. Yeah, that's nice. Right. You know, not having the students. So that's re- so I can immediately make notifications to students and it lets me work very, very quickly. Yeah. So yeah, so those are overall some of the reasons. Suggest people take a look at it. Um for some people to work, for some people it won't, but there's a lot of reasons I think to Use these kinds of inter you know, a web interface. Yeah, exactly. Can.
0: And it's like whether you whether you go with the, you know, the, the, the package or you or you kind of do it on your own. Um, it has real advantages for the student and for the teacher, right? I mean, I think that's one of the most valuable things. And it's kind of interesting because it's almost technology independent. It doesn't matter if you actually do do it or that, but that requirement of the teacher actually looking at what they're doing and why and reevaluating and self assessing. So oh, I it can guess- be a real biggie.
1: Yes, yeah, so the big takeaway is that, even though it's a lot of work in the beginning, over time it will save you an incredible amount of work and it provides an extra outlet for your students in one sense, right
0: yeah, and it makes it it makes it better, yes, uh, that, make it better that's it It, makes it, it just makes
1: it better, <laughs> okay. I think we covered things pretty well. Anything want to add or
0: nope, I think that's it, okay. So and at some point in the future we'll talk again about what we do uh, specifically, you know, for different kinds of classes uh that we're doing. This was kind of a, a general throw it out there uh mm. and uh but in more in depth about how we use it for like a reading A little more class. nuts and bolts and things. And I think that, that'll be that'll those will be interesting conversations too. That's a good point.
1: Okay, so you can send your comments to us at two teachers talking at gmail dot com. That's right. And our website the website is Teachers talking dot com. Okay, and our podcast. If you're listening, you've already downloaded it, but we're on iTunes. And I noticed, Tony, you put explicit up.
0: Yeah, I did. <laughs> I think you it's mean preemptive. Expl- it's preemptive, and ah, just it's in pre- case. Just to let ah. people know that sometimes a, you know an F bomb might slip through. We get into certain topics, and emotion runs high. Things might happen. So, um, yeah, okay. we're not. Going to be doing porn on the air, but I might. it might gives us gives us license, I guess. Ah, uh, so it gives us the freedom. Okay, so this is
1: Charles Wiz and Tony Silva, two teachers talking, and we
0: thank you for listening. Yes, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, please comments comments, please. Okay, okay. thank you. All See right. you, Tony. Bye.